So Paul is standing before Agrippa and going over his defense or even of his conversion. And um, we'll begin maybe in verse number 15 and just read a few verses as Paul is speaking of his conversion and what happened to him on the Damascus Road. Acts chapter 26, verse 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of those things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but shewed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet. For repentance. So I believe we could find in the book of Matthew and in the book of Mark, we could find that when the John was on the scene, he said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. And even uh, Paul says here that that was his message. As you read in verse number 20, he said that the message that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. So that's the commandment of the Lord Jesus. That was the commandment of John the Baptist. I believe that's the commandment of the Apostle Paul. I believe you would say that that's most likely the commandment of the rest of the apostles. But you know, in this text right here, I believe that we can see the commandment of God, but also I believe we see the workings of God as well. I'd like to read a verse out of Romans chapter number 2. Verse number 4. Or despisest thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and longsuffering? not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up to thyself, unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Is it as man's nature to repent? Even with the long-suffering of God, with the forbearance of God. With God, uh, I mean, he says in Romans, thinkest thou uh, that we would escape, that we, we judge other people. Are we going to escape? 
despiseth thou... Now this is man's nature. You listen to this verse. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering? That's what man does when God forbears. That's what man does when God is long-suffering. When God is leading man towards repentance, what does man do? He resists. Is God doing that to hurt me? God's doing this to help me. God is, God is long-suffering. God is, is forbearing. God in His goodness leading man to repentance. But is that man's nature to repent and turn to God? But know this, that's God's command. That's God's command for us to repent and turn to God. So let's look, if you would look with me, let's look at verse number 18. So Paul is telling what God said to him. The Lord Jesus, really. The Lord Jesus said to Paul, Paul, I have delivered, I have, have delivered thee from the people, so from the Jews, from the Gentiles, whom I now send thee, and this is why I've saved you, Paul. This is why I have uh, brought you into the kingdom of God for this purpose. Verse number 16, to make thee a minister. So what does Paul, now that word minister is like a waiter. He's got something to serve. So what does Paul have to serve? He's got the gospel to serve. And you know, the Jews want to kill him because of this. The Gentiles, he's going to go to them. And, and this is Paul's message from the Lord Jesus. I'm sending thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Paul's got a great task in front of him. But I want you to notice the working of God in this verse and notice what God commands man to do in verse number 20. You see it? Verse number 18, Paul, I've sent in you to open their eyes. Now, I want to ask you, is Paul able to open people's eyes? Paul is the servant. Paul is the minister. But God has to work, not only in Paul's preaching, but Paul has to work in the heart of the individual. But notice in verse 20, when he went out into into Jerusalem, Damascus, to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. There's man's responsibility, isn't it? Can you get away from that? You cannot get away from that. God has given a, a command for all men everywhere to repent and believe the gospel. 
And he sent Paul, according to the Word of God now, to open their eyes. I'd just like to look at this verse, if the Lord would help us. To open their eyes. What is the condition of man? The truth is, if you're lost this morning, your eyes are closed by your own desire and will. You are blind to your condition before God. You know what I do? I say, well, I'm all right. I mean, I'm going to look at Daniel. I'm going to look at Vaughn. I'm going to look at Dwight. I'm going to look at Brad. And I'm going to say, I'm as good as any one of those. That is man's thinking. Man's thinking is I'm just as good as anybody else in the world. But everybody else in the world, including these that I mentioned, outside of salvation, they were dying and going to hell too. Outside of God doing a work in them, you are. Outside of God doing a work in you, you are blind to your own condition. You are unable to see your condition before God Almighty. You know, will I hear this? Will you hear this today? Will you hear this little message today? And and you know, your eternal destiny, your eternal being depends on whether you will hear the message from God. (coughs) Paul, I'm sending you to open the eyes. I'm sending you to open their eyes. and to turn them from darkness to light. Is that my nature to turn from darkness to light? What does the Bible say about man's nature? Man loves darkness. Man loves darkness. Is it my nature to turn to God? It is not. Can Paul turn me to God? Paul can't do it either. You see, God is using Paul in the timeline. He's using Paul on the horizontal. He's using Paul as his preacher, as his mediator. And I don't mean that between him and God. I mean Paul is the mediator between the message and the man. God has a message that comes through His servant Paul. And Paul is delivering that message from God coming through the mouth and through the mind and through the Spirit and through the Holy Ghost working in Paul that man might hear God's message. And God's message to man is repent and believe the Gospel. But man is not going to hear that. So man has to have the work of God has to be done in the heart of man by the working of the Holy Spirit. Not only the Apostle Paul, not only is he going to preach, but the Word of God has to work in that individual. In that individual man, God has to do a work in them. So Paul, I want you to go and open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. So I ask you this, Are we able to get away from the devil? Do we belong to the devil? 
David said it as plain as I know how to say it. If we're lost, we belong to the devil. In Ephesians chapter number 2, he said, You have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. But I was walking. I was alive naturally, but I was dead spiritually. I was dead unto the things of God. What, what, what is the problem there? I was walking according to the course, to the prince and the power of the air, the course of this world. I was going on in my deeds and my daily living, and I was following after the prince of darkness, the prince of this world, walking according to the, uh, what, the way that everybody else was walking. I was walking in that manner, walking down that highway, walking down that road. And you know something? I did not want to get away from that. And if I had wanted to, I was unable to. I'm not great enough. I, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't even say that. The truth is, there was no desire. There was no desire to get away from the darkness. There was no desire to get away from the things of the world. As Larry said earlier, we was having a big time in the world. We were getting along just fine in the world. There was nothing in us, nothing about us, nothing in the world that drew us, that moved us, that propagated us to go in any way different. But God is going to use the Gospel, use His servant, and work through and by the Holy Spirit in you as an individual to let you see your condition. So if we think about that, uh, uh, their eyes need to be opened. The Word of God says they need to be turned from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. Who in the world is able to do this work? It's only a work of God. And I don't say that to discount anyone. I do not discount the Holy Spirit. I do not discount the work of Jesus. And I do not discount the work of God. But all three of those are in the workings of you being saved. If you're saved, it is in the working of all three of those that you could be brought unto salvation. So, let, let go with me to Luke chapter 11. And let's read just a little bit here. Luke chapter 11. And I'd like for you to think about how this chapter begins. How does this chapter begin? Lord, teach us how to pray. That's how the chapter begins. He's going to go through this prayer... He's going to talk about how that we should come to God, never stop, never quit, never stop praying, never stop asking. And what shall we ask for? According to the last verse in, in the words of the Lord Jesus, we should ask for the Holy Spirit. Then we come down in the next few verses, He gives a... a, 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 a uh, showing us how that He cast the devil out of an individual. Then He brings it down to us as individuals. How does this happen? You know, I believe that this all goes together. 
I believe that the Holy Spirit is the most important thing that there could be in the church, in my life, in your life, in the life of each and every one of us, that the workings of God could be done. So with that in mind, that we need the Holy Spirit, Jesus comes down in verse number number 20. He says this, When a strong man armed keepeth his palace... Now remember what we're saying in the book of Acts. Paul, I want you to turn them. I want you to open their eyes. I want you to turn them from darkness unto light. I want you to turn them from the power of Satan unto God. Can Paul do that? Listen to the Word of God. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. Folks, you know where I was and you were before salvation? I was under the control of the devil. And the palace was my heart. The palace was the innermost being of my life. The devil was in control of the innermost part. You say, well, now I don't believe that. You know where my murmurings? You know where my cussing? You know where my ungodliness? You know where my idolatry? You know where my adulteries? You know where my murder? You know where my hatred come from? It come from within me. It came from the heart. It came from the innermost part. And who was on the throne there? The strong man. Stronger than me. Stronger than you. The strong man was sitting and he was at his palace. Was Everything was just fine. There was nothing going on there. There was no trouble there. There was no worry there. I had not thought about being saved. I had not thought about dying and going to hell. Uh, the devil had me there. And I was believing the lies of the devil. I was in darkness to my true condition. I was lost and going to hell. That was my true condition. But I was blind to that. I loved the darkness. I had no desire to come to the light. Neither did you. You had no desire to come to the light. But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible said when the strong man armed, what's, now, what's the armed man, what's, what, what's he armed with? He's armed with the same thing that he began with. A lie. He always gives a lie. As He gave Eve a lie, that's what He gave to me. And if you're saved today, uh, the devil had you held captive with lies. But the Lord come by one day and took away the lies. The Lord come by. I love the lie. The lie was wonderful. The devil said, you're as good as they are. Uh, the devil said, if you get saved, you'll have to give up all that you enjoy. Uh, the devil said, uh, you know you can't be a child of God. You know you don't want to go down there with that bunch of hypocrites. You know that that church is going to bind you down and that church is going to limit you and you're not going to be able to enjoy life. All of that was lies. All of that was lies uh, from the strong man that lived in my heart. And yet, God says, Paul, I want you to go down there and open their eyes, turn them from darkness unto light, and deliver them from the strong man, and bring them from the devil unto God. How in the world can He do that? Jesus is telling us in Luke, when the strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are at peace. His goods are in peace. Now the devil didn't have anything to worry about, did he? He had me. Had you. 
I mean, we were headed to hell at breakneck speed, and there wasn't a thing worrying us, was there? Were you thinking about dying and going to hell? Were you thinking about getting right with God? Had you ever thought about repenting and believing the Word of God and coming to God and being saved? Had you thought about that? I'll tell you this, if you've thought about it, if you're here this morning lost and undone and you have thought about it, I say praise God, praise God, the Lord's been working in your heart. If you have thought about it, thank God the Holy Ghost has been speaking to you. If you've thought about it, thank God the Lord's come by with His gospel and brought something to make you think about your eternal destination, how that you're lost and undone and on the road to hell. And I'll tell you, there was a many a year of my life went by I never ever entertained that thought. His goods were in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he shall take from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divide his falls. When a stronger than, who's stronger than the devil? According to Peter, the devil is like a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. He'd like to destroy every one of us. He'd like to take us all to hell. He'd like to destroy the church. He'd like to destroy you and me and every one of us individually and all of us collectively. But when a stronger shall come, What is the purpose of the stronger? When the stronger shall come upon him and overcome him, he shall take away. How how is the devil going to be overcome? By the light of the gospel. The light came and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness could not hold down the light. The darkness had to flee away at the light. Now you just think about you as an individual. When the light of the gospel, when the light of God's people, when the church service came, before you were saved, before God began to deal with you, what was your your attitude toward that? I see Vaughn shaking his head. What's that mean, Vaughn? I'm not going. I don't want anything to do with it. What does that say about man's nature toward God? Man is in rejection and rebellion against God. When the light, the truth, the Word of God, eternal salvation, forgiveness of sins, a home in heaven, escape from hell, you begin to talk about that and man runs. You talk about eternal salvation, escape from hell, forgiveness of sins, and man goes away? Why? Why would man go away? Man loves darkness. Man needs a change of direction. Man needs a change of heart. How the devil has got man blinded. How the devil has got man under his control. The devil has got a man loving darkness rather than light. Why in the world would I flee from what is good? The devil has got us blinded. 
when God deals with you that are here this morning, that are unsaved, when God begins to deal with your heart. And you know, I say this, thank God that I, I have seen. Many I haven't seen. But some I have seen God deal with your heart. I say, thank God, thank God. But isn't it something that when God begins to deal with your heart and tell you that you need to ask for forgiveness, that you need to put your faith and trust that what you have is not sufficient, it is something that you resist that. Isn't it something that you want to get out the door? What a pitiful, pitiful shape that man is in. That he doesn't want what is good. He has no desire for what is good, but his desire is to shun and to turn away and resist that is good and to hold on to his sin, hold on to his profession, hold on to that that makes absolutely no change and no change of desire in a man's heart. That's what man holds on to. But when a stronger than he, the only one that you and I have record of that is stronger than the devil is the Godhead. Whether that be the Holy Spirit, whether that be Jesus Christ, the Son of God, or the God Himself, the Father. But when a stronger than he uh, cometh, shall come upon him and overcome him. He shall take away all of his armor wherein he trusted. So what's the devil trusting in? The devil's trusting in his lie that he'll keep you. He'll keep you. Now, now let, let's bring that from the devil to me. The devil over... Uh, the God comes to me. And God comes to me. Listen, listen to the verse. When a stronger come upon him, overcome him, he taketh away from him all of his armor wherein he trusted. What, a, what did I trust in? <laughs> Why... I trusted in the lie of the devil. I trusted in the darkness. I trusted, ladies and gentlemen, that I would always be able to escape to the dark. I would always be able to get away from God. I would always be able to run to my hiding place. I would always be able to get away from the lie, uh, 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 run to my lie. But you know what the Lord did? Uh, the Lord come by with a gospel, and the Lord come by with a convincing of the Holy Spirit, and God took both the darkness away. God took the light away. God took the gospel and said, Greg Warren, one day you're going to go out to meet God and after this, the judgment. You're going to die one day. You're going out to meet God. Your sins have never been forgiven. You're guilty of all manner of sin. Everything that you could name in the book spiritually, I tell you, I was guilty of it. God come by with His Holy Spirit one day and revealed unto me my condition not before my fellow man, but before God. I was guilty. It took the Holy Spirit to do that. And it was through the Gospel. The Holy Spirit as well as the Gospel. The Holy Spirit revealing the gospel. What does man need? I tell you, man needs an enlightening. 
Man needs his eyes open. Man needs to be turned from darkness to light. Man needs to be delivered from the power of Satan unto God. I can't do that. Paul the Apostle could not do that. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. But bear this in mind. Paul says to us in, in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, he says this, We are workers together with Him. <laughs> Praise God for that. <laughs> What's Paul doing? I tell you, Paul's preaching the Gospel. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. But you know, there must be a work of God done as well in the individual. Oh, Paul says we are workers together with Him. He's telling Agrippa. Now, Agrippa, God said, Paul, you go down there and you turn them from darkness to light. You open their eyes and you turn them from the devil to God. And you know, Paul says in another place, who is sufficient for these things? Uh, Paul says here in 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, uh, we are workers together with Him. So there's a work of God going on. There's a work of the apostle going on. Then there's something you have to do. Then there's something you have to do. He that is, but when a stronger than he come, he overcome him. How could I overcome the darkness? Oh, I tell you, multiple ways, isn't there? I mean, I mean a match. A match. Sometimes I get up during the night, that little bitty light on my watch. I just touch it. Depending on the darkness, I can see quite a bit. A flashlight, a map. What about the light of the world? What about the light of the world coming into your heart? The light of the world coming down to an individual heart and revealing unto us our true condition before God. Oh my, what are we going to do with this? He says, and he overcometh him. The stranger, he overcometh him and take away from him all of his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. You know what the Lord did? I tell you, the Lord come in one day and took away the lies of the devil and friend, he done away with them. Uh, friend, he did away with those and friend, never again could I ever be in the condition I was before that day God brought me to a revelation of my condition before Him. You can't go back. You cannot go back. You know what it will be if you lift your eyes in hell? Remember. I don't believe there will be any greater torment in hell than remember. I know a lot of people has got a lot of different ideas, but I tell you, a place where their worm dieth not. Remember. That's what he said to the rich man, wasn't it? Remember. Oh my. 
Do you remember the day that God revealed unto you your condition? Do you remember the day that God took away the lie? Do you remember the day that you you thought everything was okay and God come by with His Spirit and with the Word of God and He took that Spirit that was in you and that Spirit that was in the preaching of the Gospel. He put those two together and there was a revelation in your own heart of your condition. You can't go back. You can't go back to that place that you're in the dark any longer. You may run to the darkness and you may end up in hell. You may end up in the region of the damned. You may end up in outer darkness. You may end up there, but I'll say this, you will not go back to that place that you did not know any better. Paul, Paul, you open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light and from the power of of Satan unto God, that they may, that they may receive. What a gift. What a gift. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. My, my, my. Would you want that today? Would you want to be forgiven today? That they may receive forgiveness of sins that you might take hold of. Why would you take hold of that? Why would you receive that? Why why would you embrace that? Oh, I tell you, it'll be a work of God on the inside of you if you take hold of it. If you embrace the Gospel, if you come and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, it'll be because God uh, propagated you. It'll be because God did a work (coughs) on the (coughs) inside of you that you would desire, that you would want to, that you would desire. You, You know something before I was saved? Was I concerned about being forgiven of my sins? No, I tell you, I tell you what, I was just living, 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 and my sin, my my debts were racking up greater and greater and greater. And friend, the greater the sin, the more I enjoyed it. The greater the sin, the more I gloried in it. I tell you, thank God one day the Lord come by with His Spirit and with the Word of God that I might be able to receive the forgiveness of sin. God's the one that makes that possible. If you want to turn with me, look with me in 2 Timothy. Timothy, Timothy, I want you to I want you to be gentle. Timothy, I want you to be patient. Timothy, I want you not to strive. Oh, he said in verse number 25, chapter number 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, Timothy in meekness instructing those. You know what Paul was trying to get Timothy to do? Timothy, they're going to be opposers. Timothy, they're going to reject you. Timothy, they're not going to be interested. Timothy, they're not interested in what you've got to say. Timothy, don't strive, don't get mad, but be patient, be long-suffering, not only with them, but be long-suffering in yourself. Continue on instructing them that, listen to what the Bible says, instructing those that oppose themselves 
Oh, isn't it something? Isn't it something that you talk about heaven, you talk about the gospel, you talk about church, and people say, I don't want nothing to do with that. You know who you're opposing? You. You. I realize you want to fight against the church. I realize that you man in his resistance fights against the gospel, against God, against his fellow man, against the word of God, against the church that the Lord set up in this world. But listen to what the Bible said. The Bible says those that oppose themselves. You know who I'm fighting against? Now look with me. Look with me. You know I dropped a fork in the frying pan. I didn't figure it had long enough to get hot. I reached down there and got it. Burnt the tip of my finger. You wouldn't you wouldn't go to hell. And you are a natural man. You wouldn't go into the fire. You wouldn't desire to go to hell. But there's something on the inside of you that opposes everything that has to do with God. Isn't that amazing? Do I want to burn my hand? No, I don't. But am I going to die and go to hell outside of the gospel, outside of believing, outside of coming to Jesus, outside of God doing a work on the inside of me, outside of the lie of the devil being removed, outside of me repenting and coming to the Word of God? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to die and go to hell. Though, though I wouldn't put my hand on a hot stove, though I wouldn't stick my foot in a burning brush pile, Though I wouldn't dive into that, no, I wouldn't do that, but man is going to die and go to hell. And you know who he is opposing? He's opposing himself. Listen to Paul's words to Timothy. Timothy, I want you to instruct those that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, you know what this is? If God, if God will give them repentance, I'll repent when I get good and ready. You'll never repent. You'll never get ready. You'll never come to the place that you want to repent. You'll never come to the place that you want to think again. You'll never come to the place that you want to be turned. You'll never come to the place that you want to think that you've been wrong. You'll never come to that. It'll take God Almighty convincing you that you're lost and headed to hell before you ever desire to repent. If peradventure, if peradventure God will grant them You know what that sounds like? That sounds like grace. That sounds like a gift. That sounds like that God is giving me something. If per adventure, God will give them. God will grant them. God will bestow upon them. Paul, you go down there and turn them from darkness to light. Paul, you go down there and turn them from the devil to God. Paul, you go down there and get them, turn them from darkness. I turn them, Paul, open their eyes. I can't do that, Lord. You know something? We're dependent upon the work of the Holy Spirit. Yet he's going to say in another verse, repent and bring forth meats Works meet for repentance. They oppose themselves. What's the problem? 
Peradventure, God will then give them repentance, change. God will make them different afterwards. They will think again. You know, I, I had to think again. I tell you, you talk about a man's thinking change. God changed my thinking before you could snap your finger. God changed my thinking. God changed my thinking. And if it had not been for the work of the Holy Spirit and the workings of God, my thinking would have never changed. But now this is what Paul says to Timothy. If peradventure God will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So let me ask you this. What are we acknowledging today? If we need to be changed and think again and turn back or turn away from and turn to, what are we acknowledging today? Oh, the devil and his lies. Our fleshly desires are against God. Peradventure God will grant them repentance to the acknowledging. Will you acknowledge? You know two or three weeks ago, and all thy ways acknowledge Him. Will you recognize God speaking to you? Will you recognize today, would you recognize this morning uh, that God would speak to you and that God would love you and God would send you a word from heaven? Know this, ladies and gentlemen, that the Gospel does not only save, but the Gospel condemns as well. Not only does the Gospel save, but the gospel condemns as well. The whole world, the whole world, let's take the whole world for just a second. Does the whole world does, de- deserve to die and go to hell? They do. The whole world is against God. The whole world is against the things of God. The whole world is in rebellion against God. So we're all due to be beaten with stripes to take the gospel. But you that have sat under the Word of God, you deserve to be beaten with many stripes. You hold your children to that. You hold your co-worker to that. I believe the highway patrol, I believe the sheriff's department, I believe the FBI, I believe the judge holds man to that. I believe that the judge would hold man to a greater knowledge, a greater responsibility. I believe you would hold your 12-year-old to a greater knowledge and a greater responsibility than you would your 2-year-old. So with us, with all of this knowledge and with the Word of God and with the opportunity, you know what we are? The whole world is due to be beaten with stripes. But we are due to be beaten with many stripes. You know what the problem is? Man won't acknowledge the truth. It'll begin with me. It'll begin with you. Will I acknowledge the truth about me? That's where it'll have to begin. Until I acknowledge the truth about me, I'll never need a Savior. Until I'm sick, I'm not going to the doctor. You might as well forget about me going to the doctor. 
I tell you, I'm going to have to be bad sick for me to go to the doctor. I'm going to have to be in bad shape for me to come to Jesus. I'm going to have to be lost and undone and on the road to hell before I ever come to be saved. It'll take the working of the Holy Spirit in you for that to ever happen. Paul can't do it. He can't. Paul can't do it. Timothy, you keep instructing them that oppose themselves, if peradventure, if it could be that God would grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, do you notice that Paul said to turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the power of Satan unto God? There's, there, there's a distinct change, folks. And that they, now look, please look with me. If God might do a work, verse 25, do you see that? Verse 26, and that they may recover themselves. What are you going to do with what God has done for you? What are you going to do? Are we going to repent? Are we going to recover? You see, if we're going to be turned from darkness to light, if we're going to go from blindness to seeing, if we're going to go from Satan unto God, this is what the Bible says, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare, so there's a baited trap. Does the devil, does the devil know what I like? <clears throat> Does the devil know what this man likes? Does the devil know what this woman likes? Does the devil know what this woman likes? He knows you, friend. He knows mankind. And he baits the trap. You're in the trap. But it could be if God would grant repentance that you may recover yourself out of the trap by acknowledging the truth about what God says about you. Would you do that? That they may recover... Here's your part. Here's your responsibility. They may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken by Him at His will. <laughs> you know where we are? We're in the trap. You know, the trap may be so big today that we can't see the sides of it. The trap may be like the casting net in Matthew chapter 13. You know when that net was thrown out and, 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 and just let's just say that the net was 12 or 13 or 15 foot across. You know them, them fish in the middle? They don't know that that net went down eight feet away from them. But as the man with the string begins to draw the net, you know what's happening? I tell you the trap is closing. You may think today I'm not in a trap. 
No, you're in a trap. The only problem is you don't realize it. You're there. You are there. You are there taken snap, uh, uh, captive by the devil at his will. You know what man will do? I tell you, man will do the will of the devil. The man will follow after the desires and the will of the devil because that's what's in your heart. Oh, preacher, I don't believe that. I'm not going to do the will of the devil. Well, I'll say this. Your master, whoever your master is, you're going to follow him. And you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, this is what Jesus says. Jesus said, why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my words. There's two there. Can I? Could they hear Jesus' words? Absolutely, they could hear Jesus' words with a natural ear. The problem is a moral problem. I won't hear it because it opposes me. I won't hear it because it's not what I want. I won't hear it because you are condemning me. I'm not going to hear it because it doesn't agree with my, with my uh, thought. It doesn't uh, uh, agree with what I think about me. That's why they wouldn't hear. But Jesus said they couldn't hear. Why couldn't they hear? God had to do a work that they could hear. Why doesn't man want to hear? Doesn't suit him. Man's philosophy. Reject God's Word and believe man's philosophy. Just a little, a little more. Bear with us another minute or two. That they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Jesus said in, in Matthew, or in uh, John chapter number 8, we just read a verse to you. Why do you not understand? Because you cannot hear. Could they hear? They could hear. They could hear. But they could not hear in the moral sense because they did not have a desire to hear. They were still children of the devil. The next verse or two will explain it. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. You know why man rejects God? Because he belongs to the devil. Why does man not have an ear to hear God? Because God has to open the heart and change the desire of man. God has to do that work. But when God does that work, will you recover yourself? Will you escape? Will you repent? Will you come to God? Will you be saved today? I believe this all goes together. I really do. Maybe you can't see it. But can you see Acts chapter number 26, verse number 18 to open the eyes so they're blind. Their eyes... Let, let's look at it on two fronts, okay? Spiritually speaking and morally speaking, they're blind by the, by the devil. Naturally speaking, they love darkness and they close their eyes to the light. You see both of those? Both of those are there. The devil's got man blinded. 
yet man loves darkness rather than light. To open the eyes to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith in Me. You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to come and listen. That being sanctified means set apart. You might say, well, we're set apart by having faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to say amen to that, but I'm going to say amen to this as well. That the Word of God says to the Thessalonians, He says, And we are bound to give thanks through you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit. You know what made me think different? The working of the Holy Ghost. The being set apart. My mind was changed. My mind was set apart. God did a work in my mind and in my heart by the Holy Spirit and He brought me to the place that I would believe and have faith in the work of Christ. I can't believe and trust in Christ until God does a work in my heart. But when God does a work in my heart, there is an obligation on my part to recover myself. There's an obligation on my part to repent. There's an obligation on my part to come. There's an obligation on my part to believe. There's an obligation on my part to come to what God has revealed. I need to acknowledge what God said is right. You know what He says? Confessing. To say the same thing. I'm going to confess and believe. I, 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 don't, I don't believe this. I do not believe that I can believe without confessing. I believe that I will have to say in my heart, God, what You said is true. I believe that's the first step before I can ever come to be saved, before I can ever come to faith and believe in what Jesus has done. I must first acknowledge what God said about me is true. Okay, will you come to faith? Will you believe? O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient of the heavenly vision, but shewed first unto them at Damascus, Jerusalem, throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, listen, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for in line with works that resemble, that look like, that are authentications of a work of God. So if God has done His part today, then it's up to you. It's up to you this morning for you to change your thinking. God's already, God's already revealed unto us by the light by the Gospel, by the work of the Holy Spirit, will you? Will you repent? Now just think. And, and, and works meet for repentance. Isn't that what he says? Works meet for repentance. You know what your actions are? You know what you're coming and repenting and you're coming and asking God for forgiveness and you're coming to faith. You know what that is? 
That is works. That is works that proves that there's repentance going on. No movement, no repentance. No repentance, no salvation. No salvation, you still belong to the devil. You're still in the devil's trap. You know something? It might be that I got something in the trap. It might be that I got something in the trap at 5.30 this morning. It might be that I got something in the trap last night at 12.05. But I tell you, when I go to the trap, whatever's in there is going to die. How long? How long before the Master comes? Do you know? You don't know, do you? But know this. If you do not recover yourself out of the snare of the devil, death eternally is coming.